Welcome to Around the Fire, a space for conversations to nurture hearts and build lives following Jesus, thinking more deeply about big ideas and how to apply them. Hello, that was Johnny and I am Sarah. We're part of Elam Life Church and we are around the fire. We love to create community around this idea of adventuring together as we find and follow Jesus. So in the room, there's me, there's Johnny, there's Andy, who's our producer, and we love to engage with your questions. So we're not saying that we're experts on anything, but we love to have conversations and respond to those things. And it's been really lovely in season two. We've had quite a few uh, questions so far. So please, if you've got any questions or feedback get in touch with us you can email us if you still do that you can email us podcast at elimlifechurch.co.uk or you can message us on socials you can dm us we're all over the place on socials elim life church um we're based in birmingham so that's the one you're looking for and we want to hear from you so yeah please get in touch thanks we have been thinking about soul path which is our kind of big umbrella theme for the calendar year of 2024. We've spent a huge amount of time thinking about it, praying about it, planning for it, and now it's finally here. And Yay. we, uh, with mild fear and trembling, we're working <laughs> out our salvation. Um, but we are figuring out what it means to follow Jesus, what we have been given, what we carry with us. We, as a team, use kind of these uh, word pictures of like what's in the bag. Um, and so there are 11 things that we are confident we are carrying that we're going to spend 2024 helping our community um, understand, grapple with, get a better grip and understanding of. But we're, we're basing the whole year from Romans chapter 12. Mm. And that's an informed decision that we've spent about four hours to this point talking about. So <laughs> yeah, go back and listen um, to the other podcast. You can connect with any of that good stuff as to why we've got to where we've got to. If this is your first time listening to Around the Fire, thank you. Welcome. Uh, there's a whole season one floating around on the internet. You can find that on uh, anywhere else you'd get a podcast, really. Well, um, or, or will you listen to this now? Yeah, well, however you found this... <laughs> Click a link and follow it back to somewhere. Yay. It's all there. Uh, and then we did some seasonal specials. And then this is season two, specifically thinking about Soul Path. This is, if we're being honest, part of what we wanted to start the podcast for. Um, yeah. We had this series in mind and we wanted to be um, in kind of competition shape by the time we got to Soul Path. If we're being brutally, brutally honest, there were some existential crises about if we could even podcast. Um, like speak in an English sentence. Yeah, like which for somebody from Wales isn't always a given. So mm -hmm. we um, have Christ tried some of these things. Uh, we had a really fun time over Christmas. We had some especially invited guests yeah, and people dear to us in community that came and helped us out for a seasonal special which has been kind of pointing to this moment. We want this to be a resource for us uh, going forward. So we've been in Romans 12. We've been thinking about a lot of what that means for us. And we're going to read, Sarah's going to read for us again today, Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. Uh, we read that in the previous episode and, and alluded to some things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we want to look a little bit more at verse 3, and we want to see and understand uh, some of what might be happening here, some of what we do about transformation, mm. some of how we sustain transformation, yep. some of um, maybe what does that even mean? Um, some of, yeah, what it looks like, how does the renewing of the mind 
continue mm. to be renewed. Yeah, so we that's that's the plan for today. We will see what comes out of the mould. Um, we have, again, a great question uh, from somebody in community that we're going to get to today. And then as ever and always, we'll do our best to end the episode when we get there with prayer and then some resource recommendation. Mm. Um, but before any and all of that, Sarah, could you read for us Romans chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3 from whichever translation... You've got it in front of you. It's great. So Thanks. I think we're just going to go with the NLT this year. So oh, yeah. Easy breezy. <laughs> Come on then. Uh, it says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Mm. The um isn't original. It's not no. in the Greek. Um, that's... That's a contemporary paraphrase. Um, okay, so this is where we have been and we have spent some time thinking about your body. We've been thinking about a living. We've been thinking about sacrifice. We've been thinking about uh, just kind of some of the principles that we are confident are, you said the words undergirding. Uh, I know, I, I apologize again. Still thinking about it. I know, I don't know where that came from. I, maybe I'm reading, I'm reading some historic things at the moment is clearly and he went there. a funny color it's talking back into the room it was a whole thing um, it's not like contemporary culture is an important part of our world it's not like that's a central tenant to what we're about um but we have kind of been picking at these verses on purpose uh, again the value of the podcast it gives us we we say in the intro fair warning we want to think deeply about mm. some of these things so we've been a little bit all over the map we've been um helping hopefully to bring some shape and some understanding into why we do the things that we do. We went heavy episodes one and two about the order matters yeah. and our approach and our right view of God because that's going to inform what we do because we wanted clarity that there's some action required, yeah. there's some effort intended. Yeah. Um, I want to start somewhere uh, that um, Romans 12, one and two, I think we've, again, we've, we've heard a lot mm -hmm. about not... Um, conforming to the patterns of this world. And I have experienced that being used as it's been weaponized. I've experienced that being weaponized as a way to control the way that people behave. What do you mean by weaponized? So it's been lifted maybe out of where it lives in mm -hmm. Romans um, with no kind of header or footer. So with, like no context. Yeah, yeah. just produced as there's a there's a behavior in community with an individual and publicly things like Romans 12, 1 and 2 have been used to evidence the point, I'm right, you're wrong. The Bible says you shouldn't do that. Um, what's honoring to Jesus is to not be like the person, place or thing that perhaps I don't like, understand or can find value in. Yeah, okay. Um, and I don't think that's what these verses are doing. Mm. Um, and so I think there is perhaps some value in us now spending a little bit of time thinking about what they are actually telling us yeah. <laughs> um what what they are what they are doing um and what 
where are they useful for for life, right? Where, yeah. are, where are they useful for us? Yeah, because I think the other way that we've used them is either we've used them that way or we've used them only when we've got like a big decision that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, how can, I conf- how can I be transformed? Like, how can I know God's will mm-hmm. in this moment, in this way? Is it a yes or no? We've been, I think we've been quite um, binary about those kind of ideas, really, mm-hmm. of like, this is the way or this isn't the right way or this is what God wants, this isn't. So I think it's also, they've also been used, I've used them that way in my life to go, oh God, I I don't know what to do in this moment as opposed to this is an invitation to unpack a way to be, right? A way to be ahead of a thing to do, a way to be with God, a way to be with ourselves, a way to be with others. Um, And I think we, yes, it, it does express itself in how we live. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that it's based on who Jesus is and what we're about and what he's about. Um, but it isn't about a tick list. And I think sometimes it's either, have we done all the things we feel like we should do? Um, and is there confidence to know that God is saying, yes, do this thing, often when it comes to a big decision? Um, yeah, I don't know. That, have you found that? Yeah, I think the the value of these verses in the chapter that they belong to is pointing to a direction that that is helpful for us. I'm going to pick up verse three because it doesn't belong to verses one and two and it doesn't belong <laughs> to verse four, um, but it is in there. And then I think we're going to kind of jump backwards. Maybe there's, there's a little rhythm piece that I think is helpful. But verse three talks to us about, uh, this is Paul speaking, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Mm-hmm. Where, like what's happening here? Like, <laughs> well, it feels a little about? bit harsh, right? So um, we, we as a team, have read this out and and Andy wonderfully put it together with some beautiful music and stuff. And I got these verses and I felt a bit like I was completely sort of like being harsh and mean like, because don't you think you are better than you are? Yep. So yeah, what what is he saying? Like what, how does this help us? What is this? Yep. So I, I think, and um, please email us if you feel differently, but I think this is uh, a bridge. I think Paul is doing something really clever here i think he's building a bridge from where he's just brought us in verses one and two into what he wants to do verses four into the rest of the chapter so if we think about romans chapter 12 this is where what you believe is going to start to affect how you behave Mm -hmm. this is paul's intention with with kind of this part of romans he spent 11 chapters like softening you up for this, getting you ready for this. And now it's going to shape how you function in community. And so from verses one and two, uh, we are to pick up this idea of how we have a right view of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on to talk about in verse three, how we have right thoughts about ourselves mm. because he's going to go on in verses four and onwards to talk about how we have a right direction towards others. Nice. It very quickly becomes about community. Yeah. Very yeah. quickly becomes about how you live in community with yeah, other people. There's more verses about that in chapter 12 than mm-hmm. there are about like who you are and how you're called. You we know? are disproportionately hanging out in these first two yeah. and now three verses because the rest of the chapter. So if you're familiar with Romans chapter 12, or if you've, um, read the rest of Romans as we've encouraged you to do. Um, it's not 
like this isn't some great reveal of like, <laughs> ha the rest of the chapter is about something completely different. You would have spent the last three episodes going, yeah, but like talk about what the chapter is yeah, about. Yeah, like, come on, because next. What, what you're doing, like the rest of it is about gifts and bodies and how you live together. Hospitality and, and praying and constant and hope. Blessing people who are absolute wrongins and like all of this stuff. <laughs> Overcoming what, evil. What do you do? <laughs> We don't get to any of that if you never build this bridge. Yeah, you don't that's get to helpful. any of that stuff if you if you cannot hold intention. I need to have a right view of God, a right thought about myself, and then a right direction mm. towards others. Um, and so Paul talks a lot about thinking in these first three yeah. verses. Um, don't think you're better than you really are, but be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Some translations say, "Be honest in your thinking about yourself and um, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us." 3b so like the second half of yeah. three uh, the measure of faith god has given us is a whole can of worms <laughs> that um one podcast isn't sufficient to do um <laughs> i prefer to think of um so be honest in your evaluation of yourselves measuring yourselves by the faith god has given us i prefer to think of it this way that we're measuring against the shared standard and that faith okay. is that standard. Okay. Um, so that they're not different levels of faith. There is the gift of faith. I don't think that's what this is talking about. No. I think because of what he goes on to talk about. Well, and also where he's been. He's talking he's about like faith in Jesus, isn't mm-hmm. it? He's talking about your trust in Jesus, your faith in Jesus. And there's another reason why I think that's what he's talking about. Because in Romans, uh, the whole letter, all 16 chapters, um, Unity and holiness are a high priority mm, for Paul. Mm. Unity and holiness, unity and holiness, unity and holiness. And we, so in 12, we've had the holiness bit first. Yeah. So the bit, so what's holy? Anything that's set apart. Holy and uh, pleasing to God. Holy yeah. and pleasing to God. And then what he's going to go on to talk about is unity. Mm-hmm. Um, unity in community, um, which is. <laughs> Disappointing that it rhymes uh, because I'm also particularly like in the inflection. Your kind voice as you're saying of that. dilutes the seriousness of the thing I'm trying to say. <laughs> we are looking for unity in the community. Okay, um, we might be on the fourth of four podcasts that we've recorded today. Keep going. But th- this is what Paul is doing, and so to have right thoughts, which we're going to jump back to, um, but we need to see it in the whole before we can mm. get into the specifics of verse two, because there's this. Um, trifecta of things that are often painted as mysterious to people and i think they're actually way more practical and helpful than mysterious they're allowed to be both but i think they with verse three um aware of what that says because it feels to me anyway a little bit like what what are you doing here where have you come from um what's this about i think verse three is doing some of the heavy lifting from where we've been to help us keep a right view of god Verse three, write thoughts about me. And then the rest of it is going to go on to talk about our directions towards others. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's going to help us get into this little pocket of what's good and pleasing and perfect. Mm. So we've gone forwards to come backwards a little touch. Um, I like, um, so I like what N.T. Wright says about these verses. He talks about, um, he's like, at the center of genuine Christianity is a mind awake alert not content to take a few guidelines off the peg but determined to understand why human life is meant to be lived in one way rather than the other mm-hmm. and i just i love the idea that that's that's what's happening here is where it we're to be thinking about what we're thinking about yep. god we're to be thinking about what we're thinking about ourselves we're to be thinking about how we're interacting with others right how we're how, how our thinking um influences how we are with others our direction of travel how we are with others and i think it's away from this idea of 
um, well, if I just stick to these grooves of what I think it is, mm -hmm. then somehow I'll get to where I need to go rather than, okay, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? How do I know? It's meant to be relational between us and God, right? And between us mm -hmm. and others. Yeah, totally. And the, um, the ideas within that are, again, if we, if we believe that unity is important to Paul, which I, I feel confident that it is, um, <laughs> then this becomes way more instructional yeah. than perhaps I feel we've ever given Romans 12 credit for. Yeah, um, they're not kind of like, hey, these might be nice kind of guidelines. Yeah, yeah, right, you might want to add these into your life yeah. at some point. And he's like, no, no, this is what community looks like. Mm -hmm. This is what it looks like. We talked in other episodes about not uniformity, but unity. Mm -hmm. but this was a diverse group. He's writing to a group of people, groups of people in Rome. Yep. Um, and the context of that is, is they come from all different places. Some of them are free people. Some of them are slaves. Some of them are rich. Some of them are poor. Some of them are from Jewish heritage. Some of them are from other kind of backgrounds. Some of them are from pagan backgrounds. Mm. And there has been some disunity. There's been some conflict and some tension. And whilst he's not writing specifically to that, that's the background, the backdrop to the understanding of some of this letter. He's like, yep. you can be, because of who Jesus is, because of what he's done, you can think of yourself in such a way that you are then able, through the way that you think of God and yourself to serve one another, to prefer one another, to be in community with one another and to be following Jesus in that. This is, I think, why we struggle with Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 so much, because I, th I think it's an instruction about character mm. and the evidence of character is found in relationships. Mm. And so our relational disunity um is being prescribed to being like an external tension mm. so like it becomes about the weather or yeah. it becomes about the resource or it becomes about the time of day or it becomes about the something else yeah or it becomes about the translation you use or uh, the yeah, songs right. you pick or, yeah. the... or the microphones that you use or the <laughs> time that you got to go and pick people up from the train station or like it gets <laughs> externalized into other things where as i think what this is doing uh, to a to a real this is a real letter to a real community yeah. of believers this wasn't written as um like a a doctrinal text out of a Bible college somewhere. Yeah. This was Paul being like, hey, like if you are people of the way and you're going to be about the things of the way, th this is what it looks, looks like. And like. yeah. um, this isn't um, a utopian ideal for um, how the kingdom might come. This is what it looks I, like in application. And it's really practical, actually, yeah. as you read, like, we're not going to get there necessarily today. But, like, as you read through the rest of Romans 12, I hope we, we're whetting your appetite to go read Romans and Romans 12. But, like, it's very practical mm. that, you know, it, it, it. he lists, like, a bunch of ways in which you can be towards one another. Mm. Um, and it's not, they're not hard to understand as well. Sometimes when you read Paul's writing, you've, you've got to really kind of, like, engage your brain and your mind and your spirit and your soul and your whole being um this is like no this is just these are ways in which to be right yeah, yeah. and i think the um so then as a bridge the because what's um three is important because we get to one and two and the idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind um which is not the translation that we've been using but that's the one that we know mm -hmm. um about not copying the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then we stop. And it's like, yep, yeah, because the 
the change in the way you think will allow you to not think you're better than you really are. Yeah. Um, like it, it will, the transformation will the way you think you in the story. will yeah. give you an honest evaluation of yourself, but an honest evaluation of yourself is not lesser or greater than. Yeah. And I think the, um, so it keeps a tether on the ego, mm. but it also um, keeps a guideline, a lifeline back from like the false humility that is often prevalent in communities of believers of like, oh, don't, no, not me, don't look at me, oh, no, oh, no not possibly, <laughs> oh, I couldn't possibly. Like the, and so as a professional communicator, this is something that you have to learn to get your head around really quickly. Yeah, because people will you say, will take thank a step you, either thank you or yeah, no thank you. Yeah, and they will go, oh my goodness, you were amazing today. And everything in you wants to go, oh, no, it wasn't me, it's all Jesus. <laughs> or when they go, that was apps, you stunk up the place today. That was awful. Yeah, I was shocking. And you, and you go, yeah, because I, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm a dreadful human and like but the the transformation of you into a new person allows you to go oh do you know what yeah I'm I'm fully in flight with using the gifts that God has given me so yeah, that you are pointed I'm, towards Jesus yeah. and I did do a good good job today because the grace of God is evident in my existence and and thank you yeah and um, so oftentimes the answer looks like thank you so much <laughs> nice to meet you but this is the internal, um, world, but this is the internal yeah. world but then the right view keeps you in a place of like God unless you continue to transform me, I'm going to become a maniac because I, nobody should live with yeah. that level of attention and flattery yeah. and yeah. positive intention because I'm not as good as half of them think I am and I'm not as bad as the other half think I am. So like, <laughs> God, I need your grace and your presence and your kindness to transform me so that I can hold a right view of myself. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I need to have a right view of myself in the reflected glory and presence of God mm. so that I can be present in community mm. so that I can hold the view of myself yeah. in the right place with the people that I'm going to travel with yeah. and that I'm not like separated from living in community. Yeah. I, and just as you're talking, like this is the Jesus way, mm -hmm. right? Like this is the tension that Jesus lived in mm -hmm. because people loved him or hated him. Yeah. People understood him or misunderstood him. People were either trying to crown him king one minute and or then trying him. to kill him the next, yeah. like stone him yeah. outside of his hometown. And so Jesus had to learn to live this way in community. And Jesus was um, like modeling, like well, I can live this way in community, but with a right view of himself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you think about um, the, the temptation in the wilderness before Jesus... Um, kind of launches into the public ministry and starts gathering people around him. Mm. He has this temptation experience where the enemy, Satan, whatever you want to call him, tempts Jesus to kind of circumnavigate some of the difficulties that he knows he's going to have to face mm. and some of the ways through. And it's like, hey, if you want to kind of do this, then worship me or do this. And, and, and actually, because Jesus has a sense of who he is, and why he's there, mm -hmm. he is able to go, no, 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 I, like, I, I know what I'm facing. I know who I am. I know who I'm walking with. I'm walking with the Father. And so therefore, my view of myself and the way that I act out of that is going to be according to what I know God is and, and I know yeah. who I am. Yeah. And so even in knowing Jesus, being with Jesus, imitating Jesus, communicating Jesus, even within that is that example of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Of like, oh, actually, to know myself soberly i think one one mm. translation talks yep. about it like yeah to think soberly yeah. of oneself yeah yeah so like i don't think of myself more highly and i don't think of myself as like worm of the earth mm -hmm. but i think of myself i'm i'm confident and assured of who i am in jesus yep. because jesus also modeled that he was confident and assured of who he was and why he was on the planet and what he was there to do mm -hmm. and how he was to be which allowed him to not be swayed by either of those sort of constituencies really yeah i think um yeah, that's really good. I, I set us up thinking about how 
I have experienced these verses being misused because, um, and we've got to some good stuff in the middle, um, because I, I wanted to bring up this idea. So that this podcast belongs to a Sunday that hasn't happened yet, which is perhaps <laughs> why we're treading a little lightly. Um, but the, the idea for that Sunday is communicating Jesus. Yeah. And the intention, my intention in my notes, it hasn't happened yet. Um, and so if you encounter something online that looks different, just know that, you know, something happened. It's fine. Um, God's in control. We're all yeah, good. it's fine. It's okay. Um, but the intention will be to present this idea of, for people in community, the idea of communicating Jesus will either light some people up or it's going to shut some people down because we have some quite heavy stylistic thoughts mm -hmm. around what communicating Jesus looks like. And um, there within our faith tradition, there is a long line of people responsible for communicating Jesus in ways that make the rest of us quite nervous. Mm. Um, either because they're really clunky ways of doing that, either because they're very divisive and do not bring unity, but they are preference based and, uh, quite aggressive or because they involve a skill set that is not universal um, or they are character types or kind of just um, diluted a little bit. They're maybe not as extreme as the other examples, but they're just like, hey, I don't have possession of my time mm. like that to be able to be a part of communicating Jesus in that very in specific way, yeah. way. And, and so part of what we want to do is just tweak the lens a little bit on this idea of communicating Jesus and that that's not something that is the preserve of capital E evangelists um, but there's something about knowing Jesus that inherently places you in a good spot to communicate Jesus mm. in the, the and, and by communication we don't mean literally physically just speaking mm -mm. we mean the whole of our being mm -hmm. which um, all bodies, a whole living thing. sacrifice. Back to <laughs> two episodes ago, whenever it was, the all of it, your whole thing, um, which leads me to because in our planning we had this conversation and got to this what I think is quite a famous misquote, mm -hmm. and so I, I just want to jump on this opportunity for us to explore it a little bit and see what you think about it, because again I've been in these rooms and I've seen this shared and I've been um, on the sharp end of this being. <laughs> misappropriated um apologies francis but it, yeah so if the idea of communicating jesus feels like something we have to do and maybe that's not lining up with so your let's choose extremes the communicating jesus for many looks like getting a loud hailer mm -hmm. standing on a street corner somewhere and screaming at people that they're going to hell um that makes many people nervous mm -hmm. um and so the balm that's been used on that has been this Francis of Assisi misquote of preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary. Mm. And all the introverts have gone, oh, thank God. Like we're, we're back in the room. It's not me. I, Confession. I'm, I think I've probably used that, you know. I'm not going to have to go out knocking on doors or condemning people or creating division or getting into an apologetics conversation with people of a different faith. And I don't even know what apologetics means. Ah! I'm like, oh, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. And what I have no answers in Genesis. I have none. Yeah, I right. don't know. I don't yeah. know anymore. Yeah, don't Google that anymore. Um, but we we are going to take a line that it's neither of those things. Yeah. Um, and so um, 
help us. Why do we not feel that that's a fair representation of what Francis was saying? And why do we feel it's not a fair representation of it's not either or? You don't yeah. have to move to either extreme. Yeah, that's really good. So, so first of all, on the Francis of, of Assisi quote, I am sure that I have used that. So if you have been under any communication and I have repentance. used that, I am sorry. Um, it was maybe the days before internet is what I want to say. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm that old. So Francis was a monk and he had a, he was part of a monastic community and there were a number of people who were part of that community. And in order to help them live as a community, they had what was called rules, which sounds really limiting, but essentially they were like a way of life, a mm -hmm. way of being. And one of those was about how um, the Franciscan monks should practice their preaching. Mm. And so what I think has happened is that this rule, this way of being has kind of been misapplied to become the phrase that lots of us know. And so mm. the rule is like about no, no brother should preach contrary to the form and regulations of the church unless he's been permitted by his minister, blah, blah, blah. It was essentially... As, a, as someone who is preaching the gospel, the word of God, don't let your words be mismatched with your deeds. Right. And so the idea of that was you can't say, uh, you know, a fruit of the spirit is patience. And then you're like shouting at your friend for, I don't know, your cup of tea is too cold or whatever. Friar John's copping loads yeah, for burning absolutely. breakfast. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and so the, the rule, the practice, the way of being was work at letting your words and your deeds match practice what you preach yeah and yep. so i think actually that's even a that is a really helpful way of thinking about mm -hmm. romans 12 it's like mm -hmm. don't say you're one thing when actually you're another yep. and it, so it's this idea of like your words and your deeds your words and your actions are to match um and i think when we're thinking about evangelism or evangelists and i have been one so i speak from experience here i think there is um two things happen. One is that like people go, oh, well, to communicate Jesus, that's your job, not mine. So that happens. Mm. I'll bring someone and you can tell them, well, no, 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 we're meant to live in community. Yep. All of us are meant to be sharing Jesus all the time, communicating yep. Jesus all the time, because we're all called to be witnesses, which is another word that um, we've done some podcasts on. So go back and listen. Um, we're all called to share our stories of who Jesus is and our experience of him. Mm. Um, and we're, we're invited into allowing our actions and our words to match so that they also reflect what we're saying. So it adds credence to what we're saying and what we're doing. So we're not, um, why would anybody want to follow Jesus if we're saying he's this good, but then we're being really mean to yeah. our neighbor or to our colleague. Um, and then elsewhere in some of like the writing in the New Testament in Peter, and it, again, in Romans actually, where, where Paul speaks, there's this idea of communicating with your words. Like, you know, how will people know unless they hear, you know, how, how will people know unless you have a reason for what you believe? And I think what that's trying to do is say, have possession for yourself, for your own salvation, to understand who you've said yes to, what you've said yes to, so that you can communicate that with someone else. And so it's not either or, it's not the extreme ends of that, but it's bringing those things together and going, Jesus, by your spirit, would you help me mm -hmm. <laughs> to speak and to show your love. Great. Yep. Great. We um, we want to maybe reintroduce a broader bandwidth of health in communicating mm. Jesus. And it's not a specialist thing. Um, we are in community working uh, quite hard. It started with some cohorts by invitation, but will become something in community to help us understand uh, from how we're made, how we function from a place of completion in community mm. rather than competition in community and that includes understanding 
the evangelist's role yeah. within community because there is one. Um, but for those who their primary lens is as evangelist, I think we have seen it be shocking to them to see that like, oh, I'm evangelistic about everything. everything. Like if I find a new favorite spread, like everyone's going to know about it. If I find a new favorite show on Netflix, everyone's going to know about it. If I find a new pair of bamboo socks that aren't awful, everybody's going to know about <laughs> that it. That was very pointed towards um, me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the, the way that we have industrialized, can I say, some of the functions of the body, which oh, Paul goes on to talk colonized. about. Colonized. Um, which none of us are qualified to talk about in this room. <laughs> um, but the way that we have... Uh, drawn out and drawn around some of those things has has actually ensured that the the kingdom hasn't come and mm. um, it's created more problems than it's solved would be the feedback loops that mm. are very specific to us i'm yeah. not speaking on behalf of all of christendom because that's not a thing mm -hmm. um but i think it it's just we want you to feel um if when we say, hey, communicating Jesus, immediately your heckles go up and you feel a bit sick and you're like, oh no, they're going to ask me to go and talk to strangers about how weird we all are. Going to have to um, knock on someone's door. Or if you're like, finally, this bunch of dum-dums have got on board with screaming at people that they're all sinners going to hell. At last, I have been waiting. And we want to find health between those two poles. Yeah. And yeah. we want to find, hey, there, there is an invitation to follow the way of Jesus that looks like Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and there's room for you and the way that you're made and the your primary voice um, as well as primary lens to be yeah. redeemed yeah. Um, in that and how that works. I think too, part of what is important and significant to us, you're listening to a podcast, which is using technology mm -hmm. in the day and age that we live in. Let's be really clear. I think the people of God are often first movers with te technological developments Um and not just in recent history, like Europe was transformed because somebody wanted to print the Bible. Yeah, it was the printing press. <laughs> like, they were like, good old Gutenberg, bless him, and like figured some stuff out and transformed a continent with mass producing yeah. the Bible. Um, that is as technologically revolutionary as the internet. Mm -hmm. um, they, they're like the waypoints, yeah. printing press internet like that's <laughs> yeah. how significant telephonic communication yep. between maybe that's, but that's how significant the <laughs> yeah. days that we live in yeah. are and so for us to be reducing communicating jesus to like either aggressively presenting mm -hmm. a worldview to the face of others or hiding into outsourcing the, the behavior yeah. for others in the community isn't consistent with what followers of Jesus have been doing for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Followers of Jesus for a really long time have been looking to innovate and to use technology and to push forward the cause of humanity. Yeah. Um, I am not um, above a misappropriation myself. And there <laughs> is uh, a moment in the Proverbs where it talks about when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. And it's this broader idea of like, we belong to something. Yeah. Like we sit in something. And when we figure out the way that we are supposed to live, the collective is better off. Yeah, it has an, a like, positive impact on those yeah. around us. Yeah. So for us in our city, when we figure out how to find and follow Jesus well, the city will thank us, mm -hmm. whether they realize that or not, mm -hmm. like whether they can draw those lines as 
straight back to the person of Jesus as we would articulate it. But when those who know and love Jesus start living like it, mm. the wider world thanks them for it. The yeah. wider world starts to look different as a consequence of their decision to communicate Jesus in thought, word and deed. Yeah. And as our thinking lines up with a right view of God, a right view of myself and my intention towards others, mm. wouldn't you know it, the kingdom starts to come. Yeah. Like things start to move different. Like in your online world and in your real life world, right? Because... Um, we exist in both those spaces yeah like deeply yeah deeply we like we're not um we're not waving at these things on the way past like we're not flirting with these things like we are to occupy these mm. spaces deeply um we're to have possession of them um which again like is what i would argue part of what paul is saying is to think yeah like please think think about how you are setting yourself up to find and follow Jesus. It's the idea of the 10 seconds thing we thought about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself 10 more seconds to mm-hmm. think. And I just want to say about this idea of thinking, this is not about whether you are intellectually nope. sort of educated or Mm-mm. whether you consider yourself intelligent or learned or, you know, this is simply the ability to pause and think. Yep. Uh, which all of us have the ability to think. And so it's just that invitation of saying to God, in my process of thinking, please be at the center of that. Please help me to think like you think, to respond like you think, to see like you see, to to find my part in the whole of what you're trying to do. Totally. So off of the back of that, we have a question. Mm. Um, transformation of the mind. What are some of the practical things that you do in order to achieve and sustain a transformation of the mind? That is such a great question. Great question. What do you think? That is the (laughs) absolute coward's way out. Okay, let me go. Let me go. I'll go first. So um, I think this is a great question. I think so part of what we're trying to do this year is help you to discover that. Mm-hmm. So part of what we're trying to do this year is go, we are all made in the image of God, but we're all unique. And so the way of um, kind of achieving and sustaining a transformation of the mind, the pathways that I use might look different to the pathways or the tools that you use. So part of it is finding out how do you best connect with God, best understand from God, best hear from God, um, figuring out how you do that, what tools help you to connect with God, and then just being really intentional and really aware of that. We've been talking about that in other episodes. I think also the power of community. So I read a book last year called The Other Half of Church by a guy called Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. And they talk about this idea of discipleship um, in a way that I hadn't quite kind of heard before of the, the way that our brain functions, the left side of the brain, the right side of the brain. We do not have time for me to go into that. But the idea that there is... Um, this we've worked really well at like logical thinking problem solving strategies languages all that idea doctrine truth and perhaps we have expected that if we know the right thing then somehow we'll live the way of Jesus whereas actually what they are trying to help us understand is that our brains have another side and often the way that those two things come together and show lasting kind of um, benefit in our life is when they're linked to community relationships uh, sort of emotional attachment um, and when you're working that through with others and so I think there is this personal element of taking responsibility for your own life of faith with Jesus. Yep. Um, like I, we can give you ideas and suggestions and we can have as many podcasts as we want, but if y- each of us as individuals are not going, it's my responsibility 
to look after my relationship with Jesus, mm. like, you're just not going to grow mm-hmm. in your faith. You're just not going to. Um, so I think there's that element. And then there's that element of like, how do I do that together with others in as much as I am able to be connecting with others? Some of you listening will be like, I'm really isolated. I don't get chance. But how can you do that? How can you interact? Because it's in those interactions in community that these things are more sticky. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah, it's good. It's really good. I think um, our expectations sometimes need a tweak in that the gift of patience. Mm-hmm. So ask for the gift of patience in transformation because I think our expectations are to experience changes night and day. Experience changes I, I didn't, now I do. Mm-hmm. I was without and now I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think actually as I look back and think about how the spirit of God has changed me and transformed the way that I think it's um it's the one percent things it's little and often Mm. and so I would encourage um people to keep keep track of the progress yeah that's good and so instead of expecting like a 97 98 99 percent change in an instant I'm looking for 99 instances of a 1% change. Mm. Um, But if I am not tracking my changes, I'm just lost. Uh, If I'm not tracking my changes, I can't see that there is a 99 Yeah, Am I becoming more like Jesus? Am I knowing Jesus? Am I being Mm -hmm. with him? Am I communicating Mm -hmm. him? Yeah. Oftentimes uh, I would look for that within relational contexts. So am I more or less pick a thing when I'm with grumpy yeah right um when I'm with (laughs) a person or a place or or things that you know so if you know uh so here's the tension morning people I love you but you got to stop judging night people because anything after 7 p.m isn't sinful it's just you got up at four um and so there's gonna be again dear listener (laughs) there's gonna be legitimate instances where you are required to be like awake and alert and alive after 7 p.m. Um, I mean, I don't know what he's talking about. So <laughs> charge charge yourself with, all right, I know that this is difficult for me. I know that this is going to be a place where now I, because I'm legitimately tired, right? Um, this is not about you becoming a night person. This is about you identifying an area where you're going to be, um, like grace is going to feel thin. You're going to be more prone to, so you're, uh, you know, a non-Jesus way. Yep, exactly. You're going to pick something out of a default response that doesn't look like Jesus that's going to do damage. And now you're going to go, oh man, I wish I hadn't done that or said that or thought that or whatever. Or I wish I had. (laughs) Or I wish I had. Um, And so the reason for identifying the area is that that's where the change is going to come. That there will be a day where you are dreading something that if you keep a review of the process, you will re-enter a similar situation and go, oh, there was no dread. There was peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, you're still allowed to be a morning person. You're still allowed to be tired after 7 p.m. You're still allowed a preference. You're still allowed to organize your existence around the way that you're made. But what you're doing is you're keeping a track of the percentage changes in process. Mm. And then now you're not lost because I think the, the intent of the, the question is, is this thing working? Yeah. Like I'm committed to Jesus, but, but am I the beneficiary of following Jesus? Mm. That sounds like the process might need a little tweak, Mm. might need to be improved a a touch by recording where you've been compared to where you are with the, um, again, we haven't got time to talk about this, but like the, the renewal of the age was a Mm. deliberate decision in language that Paul's making to say no your hope is to come yeah like you're you're pointing toward the fulfillment of all things which will be the return of the person of Jesus to reclaim Mm. the earth Mm. um and so the the 
the process is three stage. So I can see where I've come from. I can be present in what I am in and I am conscious of what, where it is to be fulfilled. Mm. So I'm, I'm never expecting a hundred percent completion with where I am because unless Jesus has returned to the earth. Yeah. So, that, so now, now I've recalibrated my expectations to be realistic in terms of a kingdom perspective. And let be really honest about it, that it, that might be a people group that might be a, a certain type of person that might be a certain place that might be a certain activity where it just sends you for a loop mm. uh, that that's the easiest place to get the feedback because it's such a visceral response yeah. to something so you're not going there to antagonize yourself um, or to start a war you're going there to get the feedback so that you can record the process so you can honestly assess where you've been where you are in contrast to your eternal hope yeah which is the verse three part of, the, yeah. of this right like yeah don't think you're better than you are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Um, mm -hmm. And that can look like all sorts of things, depending on the kind of person you are. Um, you could do voice notes. You could ask people oh, yeah. close to you. Yeah. You know, uh, you could do journals. There, yeah. there are lots of different ways of tracking that. But that intentionality of going, let me let me have those times to review. Mm -hmm. um, and through the year, we're going to be doing lots of things around some practices that can help with that as well. Totally. We like to wrap these things up um, by asking Sarah to guide us, lead us, um, I'm not sure she likes the language of lead us in prayer. She would argue that she's not the professional. Um, so <laughs> I would absolutely just, argue just that. Just pretend I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> we ask Sarah to help facilitate for us. That a, seems really weird. A tool of prayer. That's why I said lead us and you kicked off. Um, <laughs> Sarah to guide us in uh, a moment of prayer and reflection so that we can ground this in the reality of what we're about and the life that God has given us. Um, Sarah, can you do that for mm. us, please? Yeah. So again, let's... Let's come back to the, the text of Romans 12. Let's take a moment to think about transformation, to think about our thinking, our life of worship, to think about the work of the Spirit in us and with us and through us. And take a moment of honest evaluation. Ask the Spirit to bring you some honest evaluation. Where am I in knowing Jesus and being with Jesus and imitating Jesus and communicating Jesus? Is there one of those four areas where you just need to have an honest evaluation? Are you doing better at some things than perhaps you've given yourself credit for? <laughs> Are there areas of your life where you're not yet like Jesus and he really wants to transform that in you and with you? Are there ways in which you know there are opportunities to communicate Jesus in word and deed, but for whatever reason you've been nervous and shy of that? Does the Spirit want to speak into that? So Holy Spirit, we pause just for a few moments to ask you to help us to reflect and review, to think about where we've been, to think about where we are in the light of our hope in you, Jesus, and all that is to come. Holy Spirit, help us to think of ourselves in a Jesus way, that we're not swayed and pulled and shaped by the things around us or even some of the things within us, but by who you are, Jesus, and about by who we are in you. Lord, thank you that this is an invitation to formation. This is an invitation to transformation. Lord, help each one of us as we become more like you. For your glory, Jesus. Amen.
Amen. I'm going to wrestle the resource recommendation um, yep. because we gave the one for this episode in the last episode. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do that with a quote from it. Uh, my resource recommendation is going to be The Way of the Heart by Henri Noor. Um, and he says this in that book, when we have been remodeled into living witnesses of Christ through solitude, silence, and prayer, we'll no longer have to worry about whether we're saying the right thing or making the right gesture, because then Christ will make his presence known even when we're not aware of it. Henri, come on. That's the good stuff. Boom. That's the good stuff. And so with that, we thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate you. And um, Please send us your questions. They are the fuel for what happens next. Um, there will be some next, but we're not sure what that looks like yet. No, um, it's exciting. So tune in and find out as we decide. Thanks so much. And we'll speak to you really, really soon. Bye. Bye.